Hey everybody, in this edition of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to get into the divisional playoff rounds with the NFL where uh, Jacksonville almost laid an egg. Uh, we get into some of the goings on college football, NIL, transfer portal, and who's getting some money. And then we're going to give you our picks for these weekend's games coming up. That and a little bit more on this edition of Guys Talking Sports. everybody welcome to another edition of guys talking sports we are here um thursday night i'm a little late but nevertheless we are in weekly to talk about some sports crack some jokes and whatever shit comes to our head so before we get started um just to let you know our boy ace will be in a little later but for right now you got me and al so al boogie what's good for tonight man um i'm tired right now but I'm ready to get started talking about what's going on in the sports. I'm ready. Yes, if I can only get eight hours of sleep peacefully every night, I think I'll be good. But that just just doesn't happen. (laughs) Right about that. So let's get started. Uh, We can start off at NFL. As we know, there was a good weekend of football. Um, Super Wildcard Weekend was really good. Um, Leaving to the divisional, um, excuse me, Divisional rounds this week um, with Jacksonville Jaguars playing the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, New New York Giants playing the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers playing the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cincinnati Bengals with their rematch of the game that was but wasn't um, against the Buffalo Bills. But before we get into those games, um, what were your thoughts on last week's games of the Super Wildcard Weekend and any... um, Surprise or anything that jumped out at you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um, thing that jumped out to me was, the, of course, the Chargers Jaguars game because I completely thought, <laughs> I thought that <laughs> the Chargers had that in the bag. So I just took the weight from it. And then I was like, oh, this, they, they should be good to go. Next thing I know, Jaguars come back and just, just, that was just, um, I wouldn't say unbelievable. I was a little bit surprised. By it. That's really what the problem was. Um, I'm also kind of surprised, not really surprised. I thought it was a toss-up between, uh, of course, your Giants and Vikings. Um, but I have to give credit where credit is due because they def- the Giants definitely came and played a great game. And I know you can talk more about that. Um, but I think right now the Jaguars winning was, to me, a complete surprise. Yeah, I'll admit, man, when I was watching the Jaguars and Chargers game on Saturday night, I was like, yo, this train is, it, it, it's done. So I left the mid-third quarter, and that's, and I saw them, like, you know, starting to score, you know, some points, and I think they got it maybe about to 11, but I still didn't think they were going to just 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 come roaring back and figure, all right, the Chargers are settled down, needing the one score to kind of put this thing to bed. They only scored three points in the second half, as opposed to scoring 27 in the first, so... Um, um, Lawrence looked about as bad as you can look. <laughs> he threw four picks, really three, because one of them was just it just you know went right through the receiver's hands and then ended up in a, um, a charger's hands. But he sucked about as bad as you can suck in a half. And he went to halftime, came back out. I don't know what he did, I don't know what he took, I don't know what happened, but they tested themselves off and. They just they just flipped the switch and was like you know they just forgot everything that happened in the first half and they and they played their ass off and won and I was surprised at that one very surprised. Yeah, I completely agree. It was almost like remember that movie The Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi just put his hands together. It <laughs> <laughs> just and then all of a sudden it was just like night and day. Um, after I saw the highlights, I was just like, okay, that's what, that's what happens when you put the sliders all the way up to 100 in the game to make yourself unstoppable and come back and win. Or you change the settings from difficulty to very easy and rookie-like <laughs> to come back and win a game. Now, I, I, I thought that was really, it was impressive. I will say that. I wasn't expecting the Chargers, I mean, the Jaguars to come back. I wasn't expecting the Chargers to come back. So, so. Got to give kudos where kudos is. Also, 
um, the Bills and Dolphins. Uh, when you look at, I mean, for the QB for the Dolphins to do what he was doing, definitely. Um, there are a lot of people that didn't think that they were supposed to be in the Dolphins is the guy get to the QB. Yeah, there there are two games this weekend that I think if, if both teams had their starters, I think the outcomes could have been slightly different. If Tua was in that that Bills Dolphins game the way it was going, they may have still won, but I can't confidently say they still scored the outcome would still would have been the same. Um and if Lamar Jackson was playing against them Bengals, they would not have won. I mean, hell, how are you gonna how are you gonna sit there and just jump up? He didn't even get leverage enough to even get to the to the goal line and break the plane. He got close and the ball just got smacked out of his hand, fell right to a Bengals player's hands, and he had nothing but daylight in front of him and ran back. I was watching that play and I saw him going down. I was like, oh, I was like, Bengals about to catch this L. Get up, go to the kitchen. Grab a drink. They're saying, no way. Oh, 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 no. I'm looking around. I'm like, well, damn. They, I turned back around and I see. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> but it does make me wonder, like, now, I'm not as sold on the Bengals as I was. Because um, it just seems a little, it just went their way for that particular game. But they're going to have a tougher matchup. Um, they play next. They play the. They 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 play um they play Buffalo. Oh uh, yeah, they're gonna have a tough matchup. So it's it's to be honest, both Buffalo and the Bengals didn't really do much that would kind of have me confident that they're going to win the next game. No, to be perfectly honest, all them all the AFC teams looking real shaky. I mean, um, <laughs> Jags. I mean, they gotta play. They gotta play Kansas City. You spot them that many points in the first half and have four turnovers. Yeah, it's that's it. That's that's nights out for you. <laughs> but um, yeah, the AFC they all look shaky. So I, I, uh... yeah, I, I agree. Like, to be honest, it looks like I, I'm I'm more confident that the Super Bowl winner will come out of the NFC than the AFC. It very well could be, but um, AFC is a bit more shaky. What what, what We'll see how this division around is because we didn't see Kansas City play. Everybody else looked real suspect and um, lucky to win. Um, but I agree with you. It might come out the NFC, but it can't be the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be honest, like I, I, I'm, 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 this is probably I'm more intrigued about the Cowboys winning that game um, than anything else. Because if Purdy comes and, and plays like he did, like. And I know I, I'm gonna hold off until our boy comes on. I know I, I know he has some thoughts about the 49ers as well. I'm very intrigued with the Cowboys doing that. To be honest, I'm more intrigued about them than I am about the Giants. And that's weird. You know what? Because I think all the other games is is I think you kind of know. I'm not gonna make my picks right now, but I think I have an idea which way they're gonna lean. That one is very intriguing because I mean San Fran has all the tools to make it to the Super Bowl. The question mark is the QB. I mean, he's playing really, really, really good the last couple of weeks, but he's still a third, you know, he's still your third string QB, Mr. 100, Mr. 177, Mr. Irrelevant. So it's like, you know, when it's that Cinderella glass slipper, you know, pop and, you know, your carriage goes back into a pumpkin. I'm like... I'm, to be honest, I don't know if that's going to even go back into a pumpkin because he played so well at this particular point. Like, there's going to be some controversy, you know, between him and Trey Lance. That's, you know, I mean, to be honest, it also forces them to, to handle the, the situation with Jimmy G. So, this, I mean, his play right now is moving him up the charts. To be honest, it opens, and like I said, I, I went to a top one. I feel as though that there's really a good controversy, a good QB controversy that's going to take place um, once the season is over. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, win or lose against the Cowboys, even if he loses and he and, and he don't look – he doesn't look bad losing. They just lose a close game. Um, it's going to set up controversy. I think the emergence of Brock Purdy makes, Jim, makes Jimmy G expendable. 
Definitely. Like, to be honest, I think this was, was needed to force their hand yeah, the fact that they know that he got a, a actual either a QB in um they got an actual backup in QB whether it's Purdy or whether it's Trey Lance of course you know I think that that solidified it baby so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise yeah uh, Jimmy D yeah, I know that Ace was talking about with Jimmy D you know being gone then this solidifies that. Unless, but, uh, unless unless Ace disagrees, now I want to keep Jimmy G. Well, before <laughs> before I say before I talk, um, just want to introduce Adrian, aka Big Cat, aka Big Sexy, aka your daddy's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Are we gonna be doing this with this board? <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to respond to all that. <laughs> I'm somebody's dad's worst nightmare. <laughs> well, well, hello there, all the nightmares that I've created in the world. <laughs> Jimmy G gotta go. Moving on, moving right along. <laughs> but um it's moving right along. I will say that the one game I wasn't that surprised about was the Giants beating the Vikings. I was just surprised at how well they looked beating the Vikings, um, even though the Vikings defense is trash. And the last time they played, um, they played them pretty, pretty well. It took a 63-yard, you know, you know, record book for them to win. Um, and the Giants in that game shot themselves in the foot, you know. They should have won that game by at least a good touchdown or 10 points. But they made no turnovers. Daniel Jones looked hella good. I really wanted to say in our in our friends chat that Daniel Jones is winning the game like a <laughs> black QB, <laughs> but um, he ran for a touchdown, threw for three hundred, threw for two touchdowns. I'm not going to say he's going to replicate that same performance against the Eagles because the Eagles defense is it's a bit slightly better than the Vikings, even though they have been very leaky the last month. But, um, you know, this is this will be a, an interesting game. And uh, as I say, by working in Philadelphia, around a whole bunch of Philadelphia Eagles fans, they are very nervous. <laughs> Extremely nervous. N no one's talking, no smack, but we'll see how that is <laughs> come next week when I have to go into the office. But no one was talking. Oops. Uh, so on a confidence level of one to 10, 10 being that they're going to kick the Eagles' ass versus zero, they're going to get their ass kicked. Uh, Giants, that is. Where's your confidence level in this game? Five. Okay, I, I, um, I, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say the Giants are gonna win by at least ten. I'm not, uh, I'm not debating the Eagles and what they've accomplished for this year. Um, Jalen Hurts definitely put himself in a conversation for MVP. Um, but the bottom line is not sure if 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 the if the game is gonna be gonna be too big for some of the some of the Eagles. Not saying that they haven't been a good majority of them probably have been there before from previous years. But eh, please correct me if I'm wrong. But this might be Jalen Hurts' first playoff. Or was it last year? He played last year, but they lost. Okay. They lost. And, they lost to Tampa Bay. And the expectations weren't that that big because Jalen, nobody really predicted the Eagles to do well. Jalen Hurts wasn't supposed to be that guy, blah, 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 blah. Well, now roles are reversed. Jalen Hurts is that guy. He's arrived. He deserves a, a contract extension. He deserves everything he's going to get. Now the pressure is really on him. You know, last year the pressure—I wouldn't say they had that much pressure as they as they had this year because of just how well they played and how dominant they were. Um, 
personally, Giants are playing with house money. They they they're not supposed to be they're not supposed to be where they are right now. Hell, um, anything is gonna make the playoffs, let alone <laughs> win exactly. win a game. Exactly. So Daniel Jones and the company should go in there feeling free, playing loose, you know, just just in there, just having fun. It's it's the Eagles with the most stress because they set that bar and the expect, expectation really high. So it wouldn't shock me if Philly comes out a little sloppy in the beginning. They might come, you know, might find themselves down a little bit and they'll scrap to try to come back. But then the Giants just play like they've been playing all season. You know what I mean? They 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 haven't been world beaters, but they've been doing what they need to do to get wins. So that's where I think the upset, I think that would be the one upset of the of the weekend, being that the Giants will take care of the Eagles. Well, do we want to do picks now or do we want to wait till the end of the end of the end of the uh the show? Because I know you want to want to touch on some interesting developments in uh college football. Um but did we talk about other games yet or no? I, I might have missed it. I know I came in late. Some of the most, what was the most actually? Um, we, we talked about what was the most surprising um, game in the so far. So out of the out of the Super Wild Card weekend, what was the most surprising? You, yeah, I, we already. Oh well, obviously it would have to be Jacksonville, just the way they came back from being um, 28, 27 down, and to come back and win the game. I believe it was so Jacksonville really going out there and shocking the world. I don't think they're going to – I think they'll lose the, – I think they play Kansas City, Kansas City this week. I, I think they go down this week, but that just – I think they, they're a very bright and very promising up-and-coming team for next season. Um, that will probably be my biggest bet. I, it didn't shock me that the Giants won. I, You know, it's, co- it's sort of like how you guys always tease me and I always sit there and say the Niners – aren't that good. The Niners aren't that good. <laughs> and E, now you kind of get what I feel. Like, you, in your heart, you know they're pretty good being the Giants, but you just don't trust what you're seeing. But it's, you know, being on the outside looking in, you know, seeing how the Giants are playing, like, they're, it wouldn't shock me if they get to the NFC Championship at all. If they face the 49ers, I don't think they win, but at least they'll bring back a little bit of nostalgia going back to the early 90s. You know, so if my biggest biggest thing would be Jacksonville, obviously. And you know, I don't know if we want to wait and do picks, but I I'll I'll wait if we decide to wait and you want to go into college football. Yeah, well let's well, let's roll in college football. We'll come back to the picks at, at the end. So um a developing story and ace, if you know a little bit more about it, you can sure elaborate more, but we do know. Um, the um, kid, QB, coming out of high school. Um, I don't have his full name. Rasha, I think his name is. Rasha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, had agreed, or I think, did he sign a letter of intent to go to um, Florida? And apparently there was a $13.1 million NIL deal on the table from a group, not with the school, but I guess a group. That collected the money mm-hmm. allegedly <laughs> um and he agreed to go to florida based on said said um said deal apparently the deal is falling through or fell through and now he's looking to renege and not go to florida and he wants out and this shines some light on the nil deals because we have seen cats getting nil deals to various degrees um even some kids coming out of high school going into college, but $13.1 million is not a number that I heard fly around for anybody just as of yet. Maybe I'm wrong, but it could have been. So fellas, what are your thoughts about this deal and how NIL monies or this whole thing is going overall? <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about Florida and this and their collective and this 13, $13.1 million, Let's let's take it back a little bit even further with the same kid who decommitted from Miami initially because they were offering nine mil. And 
he decommitted from uh from Miami to go where the money was with Florida, you know, with 13.1 million. It just goes to show that this kid it's look, man, you gotta call a spade a spade. He might be really good, but he's gonna chase a check. You know, so if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a, a college coach and I understand my job is to win, to bring butts in the stadium, win games, go to bowl games, go to the playoffs, whatever. But to what extent are you willing to sell your university soul to get these jokers? Then they come in and you realize that he just he good, but he ain't good. Like the the second or third stringer is better than this cat. And he got to sit and then he turned around and leave. And that's what you're seeing with a lot of these jokers. Like Quinn Ewers initially went to Ohio State because they offered him a cup of milk. Got up to Ohio State, realized he wasn't a dude. He had to sit. And he ended up transferring after one year and going to Texas. Obviously, he plays at Texas because Texas quarterbacks are pretty pretty much average. Um, he was probably the best one there. But it just goes to show that a lot of these jokers come in there expecting to get these big paydays and then realize they ain't the top dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so I understand it's an arms race. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that Florida didn't didn't pay this kid because it's setting a very bad precedent and it's going to it's going to create a culture. It's already created a culture of those who are entitled. Because in the transfer portal with these kids, they're they're talking about going to one school, but this one school ain't talking about the money that they want. And then they turn around and go to another school. Hell, West Virginia is guilty of it. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. Um, But 13.1 mil, my man ain't even step on campus yet. He ain't even take a healthy dump in a college dorm yet. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the college food ain't messed with his stomach yet. Nothing. But yeah, he's supposed to collect a check. Man, get the hell up out of here, dude. Nah. Now, now I put it like this: if they want to reform the NIL in these collectives and say yes, because I think his contract was four four years for thirteen point one. Fine. We'll sign that. But within the contract, the states you have to stay at this school for a minimum of three years, unless you get drafted. And then only after either you get drafted or you get your college degree, or do you fulfill the four years do you get your money? So you're going to be living that broke life just like everybody else. I think if they want to go that route, it's possible. But if, if at one point you come in, you're in year three and you realize you ain't touched the field yet, you're like, screw this, I want to play. Contract null and void. You don't get a dime. I guarantee all this transfer reporter stuff will be, we be <laughs> come to a complete halt because everybody gonna want their money. <laughs> there won't be nothing in there. I mean, there'll be jokers who just who said the hell with it. I'm only getting five thousand dollars. I don't care to forfeit the five grand after four years. That's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket, you know. But all in all, I'm happy it shed some light. I'm happy Florida Collective didn't decided against it after going in and doing it, uh, agreeing to it. And I hope the kid gets a real slice of humble pie because I don't think any school is going to come up with some money like that. And he's going to be stuck because after a while, I mean, there will be a school that's going to sit there and take his services, but then he still may realize that if he wants to, if he wants to play day one, he's not going to be at a big time school. He might have to go to a lesser school. Um, if the school has the money to it, I, I, it all depends. I don't know if it was the school that was offering the bill, but I think that whoever was offering the bill, I think there needs, I agree, there needs to be more structure in the NIL bill um, in certain places. It's almost as like making their actual contract for going to the school um, with all the actual, what's the word I'm looking for? With everything in place, um, so that this, you know, they're covered. Um, so I think that overall is just that these schools and these players nowadays are getting to the point where the players are basically negotiating money to 
for their services and individual schools to enable villages to offer or they, the, the groups that are offering them, um, who they do diligence and to make sure that they secure this player. It's almost as if like this is just the NBA with the agents, but it's the groups now that are offering, you know, um, these deals and contracts for these players. So I think overall it's just that as more, as the deals become more and more um, inclusive, and um, as, as much as, as more as, as the deals become more and more, uh, like like you said, there is a level of commitment for these players um, that will completely remove the transfer portal, which will make things a lot more easier and a lot more competitive in a sense as well. It's just a matter of just keeping everything on the same balance, on the same level. And right now, it seems though the players are just doing what they can just to make the money and the pay them um, without committing and doing and putting the time in. So I, I yeah. don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say, I guess, um, you know, this is, this is the end result of, um, you know, the last. 20 years or so, as we talked about this before, of the NCAA, um, you know, being hypocritical and denying that there was even an issue when they're always coming back to student athletes, yet all these, you know, Power Five conferences raking in all this money with all these TV deals. And they're saying that they're student athletes, they shouldn't get a dime. <laughs> and if they try to do anything on their own, you know, they get, they get their, you know, they, they get the eligibility, you know, taken, they get slandered through the, you know, through the media. Everyone argues about college athletes and student athletes and yada, yada. And they're saying, well, they're getting the full college ride, you know, but still, I mean, you're making, you know, you know, you know, hundreds, you know, hundreds of millions collectively over these deals. Schools are making 20, between 20, and, you know, 35 million, you know, per season, you know, so to me, once these um, conferences started to sign these deals with major networks to have their games ran exclusively on their networks and then getting this windfall of money in return, the idea of student athletes go out the window because you're making money off the labor. And that's what the Supreme Court said, antitrust. Now you got the wild, wild west. Everybody got their hand out. There's going to be some schools that are going to pay pay the freight. There's going to be some schools. I agree with you, Ace. I'm glad Florida didn't pay the freight. Um, but it's the shit is like the, the, the early to mid '80s, except everything is legal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Totally agree. So, how do you get the genie back in the bottle? You don't. I mean, <laughs> only thing you can do is you can try to you know, get it, get some arms around it like they deal with the transfer portal. Um, so how you mentioned to me where I think, what is it that the NCAA ruled that you can't jump back in a transfer portal right after you do it one year or is it like a two year or however that goes? Oh, okay. Uh, the article from that I saw this morning, uh, I think what they're saying is uh, they're going to make a change going into next season where um, you still get your one free you go to a school you don't like, you could jump in a portal, go anywhere, play the next season. But if you decide that you that you want to jump after the following season, uh, it has to be under a uh, real strict uh, circumstance. Uh, I think they said like mental health or something else. Um, or you're going to have to if you do decide and you, you you apply for waiver and you don't get it, you still decide that you want to transfer, you got to sit a year and lose a year of eligibility. And they're kind of taking it back somewhat to the way it was. But I think it, that's what it should be. I think when you transfer, you should be, unless you graduate, if you graduate, then you have every right to just go up and transfer to play your last year or whatever after you graduate. But I think if you come in, Al, you 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 decided that you want to go Delaware, play basketball, 
and you the coach told you that you can come in and start as a freshman, you get hurt, you get passed over your second year, you come in, you're coming off the bench, you don't like the crap, you decide, oh, I'm going to go play for Pickle, whatever his name is over at Rutgers. And you decide to transfer, boom, you good. <laughs> but then if you go to Rutgers and they just got that five-star kid that decide that's going to come in and start over you the following year, and you say, the hell with this, I want to bounce, I want to go to Seton Hall. They're like, nah, buddy. Now you're going to sit down, you're going to sit a year, and you're going to lose a year of eligibility. Personally, I think you get to, I think you should get the one year and then you have to stay for at least two years after you get that first transfer. And I, then if you go ahead, then you get, you have to sit and lose an extra year and then your eligibility, might, your clock might run out in between all that. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I look at it. But like you said, you know, it's all this free range and all this other stuff that was going on and, they're trying to do right by the student athlete at this point. What's they ain't trying to do right about the student athlete. They're trying to do right about them about themselves. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is all about them. But I, to be honest, that's a good idea to take. Yeah. Because at this point, you get that free pass. And then after that, you know, you gotta work at that. Like that's bottom line. You can't just continue to just transfer to different schools. That doesn't not what the transfer portal is designed. And you know who's going to be the main people that's going to, you know, once that goes into effect, is really going to be in a pickle, is all these kids that are that are um, high school or college quarterbacks. Because now you have to be, as we were talking early ace, very selective about where you go. You know, just don't go for the name. You got to look at the name of look who's in the QB room. Because if you go there, and you know you're not going to start, and then you transfer and go to another place where you're not going to start. You can't transfer out again. You're going to have to stick there. So you better be very selective about which school you go to, knowing, all right, I may not be able to start this year, but I can start next year. Or if I'm good enough to start, then I'm going to start. But you can't just be jumping. And it looks like more so QBs are the ones that are hopping from team to team because they can't get no PT time wherever they're at. or They'll go to a school, they're the starter. They're, oh, we got this hot, you know, young, you know, high, high school kid coming out. And now you get sat down. <laughs> oh, I mean, case in point, JT Daniels. Kids went to USC, started, got hurt, got passed over, decided to go to Georgia, was there for two years, got hurt, got passed over, came to West Virginia, sucked, got passed over. Now he's transferring, going to Rice. <laughs> and he's actually mentioned in that damn article. They said, now, this time or another, if this were the case, if he, if this was next year, he would have to sit this year if he went to Rice because he wouldn't be eligible to play. I mean, like, everybody thinks, I mean, everybody who thinks dude gets a scholarship to a college football team, basketball, baseball, don't matter the sport. They all think they hot shit. They all do. Well, you also got to... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but you also got to understand that they they think that, but it's also the fact that what is it where I need to get that availability so that people can see And if I'm getting passed up, I'm not getting the opportunity to showcase my talents. I know what you're thinking. They're like, from a, from a player standpoint, they should be thinking team aspect. Like if I get passed up, it is what it is, but Players nowadays, they're not looking at from a team aspect. They're looking at what it takes to, for it to benefit me and to get that TV time. And if I'm not getting that TV time with this with this team, maybe I can get it someplace else. So I think that's one of the reasons why they're betting on themselves. Is like, all right, I went to this place, and then I got passed over by another quarterback. That's not helping me because I want to showcase what I can do. So I need to show – scouts what I can do in that regard. So I need to go to another location where I know that I'm going to start. Problem is that they're not guaranteed to start at the, the, the teams that they play for. They may, look, say, hey, they may start, but it's not guaranteed. Look, hey, we know there's like the power five conferences, so there might be at best, you know, keeping it real, 10 to 15 teams that are usually in the mix for, you know, usually in the top 25 or that stay in that top 25 bracket, about 10 or 15 teams. So everybody wants to go to those schools and kind of hop around. Could you imagine if Joe Burrow, who sat two years behind uh, JT Barrett, 
and then got passed over by Dwayne Haskins, you know, could have, you know, hopped in a transfer portal. He probably would have been out after the first year. Not sure if we'd ended at LSU, but. <laughs> right, right, right. He probably would have bounced. They kind of want that scenario where he had to wait his turn, got two years behind JT Barrett, then lost to Dwayne, out to Dwayne Haskins, and then LSU picked him up and then he went to the national championship. Right. But at least Joe Burrow competed and he stuck around for three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least he was just afraid of competition. Mm. Like, um, what's my kid that's the, the quarterback that's actually playing at LSU now? Jalen something or the other. He was at Arizona State under um, Herm Edwards. And obviously, the wheels fell off with Herm amid some NCAA scandals, you know, contact stuff during COVID and all this type of stuff. And all these kids jump ship. I get it. But my whole thing was, even if the thing, the wheels fell off and you might be, you might be not eligible for a bowl game or something like that, or you can't compete for a national championship. But it's not like the football program is like SMU styled and shut down. It's just that you can't play for a bowl. But trust me, pro scouts at whatever sport, if you're good, they're going to find you. So my whole thing is, if you're a starting quarterback at a at a P5 school already, and you're you're pissed off or you're upset about how things are trans you know transpiring, and then you just up and decide to leave, I'm like, oh, that's 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 to me that's kind of selfish. In your own sense, it's like. Uh, I, I just don't like it. Like the kid from um, Devin Leary, I believe his name is from NC State. He started, granted, you got hurt. You started there for three seasons. And just because you got hurt, another kid came in and did a little bit of work. But now you're afraid of competition? And you were the starter for like three years? <laughs> That's the hey, crap I can't stand. Hey, don't be afraid of competition because it's competition right in the NFL. And if you get hurt and that next man come in and does your job just as good, if not better, and comes in a cheaper price tag, guess what, buddy? Gone. <laughs> Jimmy G, you gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the nature of the business. But this is what the kids, the kids want the money, but they don't want the business behind the money. You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy part. That's what's crazy to me. You guys want to get paid. But then you your butt hurt because another kid came and stole your shine. Well, if that's the case, work harder. Take your shine. Get your shine back. Don't just run and go to another school, think everything's going to be all right, and then realize, oh, snap. <laughs> I didn't see this kid over here. <laughs> and now you said it happens all the time. And then all these four-star, five-star athletes thinking that they the, they the, they the ish turn around, and then there's some obscure person on the team after three transfers. But, you know, who are we? You know, we're just some old middle-aged men just talking crap. Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but if it was your kid, you would want him to get the money. Really, though? If it was my kid, my kid would be taken care of one way or the other. He, he's not defined by going out there chasing millions. But, you know, hey, what do I know? <laughs> what do we know? Well, I guess the I guess in the um, the soap opera that is, you know, college sports, more will be revealed. <laughs> well, let's head back to the NFL and talk about our oh, quick before we even get into our picks, Lamar Jackson. Do we think he's going to get his money in Baltimore, or do you think he is going to get his money elsewhere? I think. I think they're going to tag and trade him because Baltimore just went out there and shelled out Big Doe to that linebacker, and I can't see them paying Big Doe to two players at the same time. They Baltimore prides themselves on defense and won won championships with having mediocre QB play twice. Like, right, <laughs> I can't see them. They they would love to give Lamar a Joe Flacco type of contract. 
Hell, I think they would love to give Lamar a, a Kaepernick type of contract when uh, Kaepernick signed a hundred million or something dollar contract like the 49ers did. And then it was like voidable after one damn season. I think they would love that. <laughs> but Lamar is going to get broke off. So I think they're going to tag him and trade him personally. I agree. And they don't have an OC. They, uh, their OC uh, resigned today. Well, they're going to get Brian Leftwich. Yeah, they could. He got see, he got the he 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 got scapegoated out there in Tampa. Agreed. But you know what Tampa has that uh, that uh Baltimore don't. If you're gonna say Brady, they ain't gonna have him for that no, long. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because James Winston was putting up numbers. He was just inaccurate in a lot of ways too. Um, they got skill players. Really, really good skill players. The Ravens Ooh, ain't got uh, none. Yeah, they gotta they gotta. They got to do something about that. Exactly. And I think, and I know, and I know our boy B, he don't like to hear this. But yo, you can't tell me the Jets isn't a very enticing type of place for, for Lamar Jackson. They got the defense and they got the skill players there. And you try to put somebody dynamic like a Lamar Jackson in that offense? <laughs> Sky's the limit with the Jets. Because Lamar has already shown that he could be an efficient passer when he has reliable receivers. And he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. I'm just saying. I don't. I, 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 I can't see the... Uh, Lamar Jackson would be an intriguing target. But I can't see them... I can't see them getting... To be honest, I don't even see them look, being that, like that first option... A QB. I see them looking more at what QBs are going to Eric Carr, where I, I see any type of interest in Not saying that he's not a right fit, I'm just saying I can see them pushing for more like a different project. I can see that. Yeah, I think I'm I'm in agreement with you as well. I think he gets his deal elsewhere. What team that would be, who knows? It might be a team that we're not even right now even contemplating. But yeah, they if this was if 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 Lamar Jackson was more of a let's say a Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert type QB, he would have got his money already. Mm-hmm. Even though they and and even if he was asking for Kyler Murray's money, and I don't think Kyler Murray should have got that money, but even if he was asking for Kyler Murray's money, he would have got it. Now wait till they come up because they're not going to have any problems when it comes time for them to get their their checks. Um, but um, they don't want to. They want to pay Lamar, but they don't want to pay Lamar Kyler Murray's money. They damn sure ain't going to pay him um, um, Deshaun Watson money. But. I agree with you. They're going to probably tag him and, and trade him, yeah. and we'll and we'll get a king's ransom for, and get king's ransom for it. Yeah. And if nobody wants to trade for him, they still got him. He's going to pull a uh, a Kirk Cousins. I, that'd be the smartest thing. Get franchise tag two years in a row because he's going to get forty something million this year if they tag him. And they tag him again, he's going to get close to fifty. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I think, and I think that's what he wants. I think he wants a Kirk Cousin-ish type of a deal. Which means like, he wants a Deshaun Watson deal because he wants all his money guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If if that were the case, the Ravens should really just do a short three-year 150. Yeah, you got you'll be locked up for 50 mil a year. You know what I'm saying, but that that makes more sense. You're not tied. You're not tied long term. No, do a. You're right. Do a Aaron Rodgers deal. Yeah, two two years, hundred mil or something like three years, hundred mil or something. Three years, hundred and fifty mil, I think was yeah. around there. Right. Yeah. Let me sign it. Oh, why not? Why not? Because because he'll only be. This is, he's only, what, 25, 26? He'll be 29. He'll still be in the prime of his career. He could re-up somewhere else, especially if he's still putting up huge numbers. And he develops more as a quarterback. 
as far as a passer, shit, then he'll really get broke off. I mean, they, they've already shown that you could be a 40-year-old quarterback and still make damn good money in this league. As long, as, long, you're but as, long as you're accurate. As long as you're still upright and can move around. <laughs> Lamar Jackson got, as long as his legs stay healthy and he doesn't have any catastrophic injuries, he can have a good solid 14 more years of production at a QB. Granted, he, he really have to develop as a passer more, though, because at some point he's going to have to not rely on his legs as much. Mm. Agreed. All right, fellas, but before we jump off, because we're getting around that time, NFL picks. So Saturday's game is going to be Jacksonville Jaguars against the um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Night game is going to be the Cow. Excuse me, excuse me. It's going to be the Eagles against the um, the Giants. First game is going to be Buffalo Bills on Sunday against the Bengals. In the last game, of course, they always got to put that team on there against the 49ers. So, fellas, what are your picks? I'll go first. Uh, I'm I'm picking I'm picking uh, Kansas City versus whew, this is tough, but I think it's going to be Kansas City versus Buffalo and the AFC, and I think Buffalo might exact their revenge from last season. Maybe. I'll wait and, I'll wait and see you to call that. I'm about to say um, you had to go that far. You can just... Right. <laughs> right. And I'm picking the upset of the Giants over the Eagles and the Niners over the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to... All right, let's start with... All right, I'm going to pick... I'm also going to pick the Giants... Um, I am going to take the 49 with the Cowboys at this point. I'm going to take the Bills over the Bengals. I'll just keep it easy. It's going to be um, Kansas City over the Jaguars. I was thinking of pick one that was going to be an upset. Um, so I can't see upset lately. So, yeah, I got the Chiefs against the Bills. I got the Giants against the Bills. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually going to go with the, with the one, with the one game that I've probably actually feel the most confident about. And then I go to one I feel the least confident about <laughs> the one that I feel most confident about. And I don't even want, and I even want even the thought even across his mind, but I have an ugly feeling about this game. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat San Francisco. I hate it. It wouldn't shock me. I have a bad feeling because everybody think they're going to lose. I have a I have a ugly feeling they're going to win. Um, I think Buffalo beat Cincy. I think Jacksonville. Ooh, I think Jacksonville will give Kansas City a really good run, but I think Kansas City pulls it out at the end. The one that I'm least confident about is the Eagles and the Giants. I'm gonna have to go with my squad, but I don't really feel comfortable. I'm not confident about that one at all, but. The only one that I'm very confident about is Dallas beating San Fran. Hmm. Least comfortable, and you, you're picking the Giants to beat the Eagles, but you're least comfortable. Least comfortable about it. Hmm. Interesting. It all depends on what Giants team comes to play. I think it's going to be the the, the 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 Giants team that you've seen the last two games. Personally, I hope. The last game better not be the last two because that game against the Eagles they had all the starters you know the secondary and it was still a little I want the Eagles I want the Giants that played last week to play this week <laughs> anything anything outside of that is <laughs> I don't know well uh by Monday Monday morning or Sunday night we'll definitely know what the heck is going on exactly and I got to hear all the texts and see all the texts about we them boys. Yeah. Only because I want this to set up a match of the Dallas Cowboys losing in a Super Bowl in, in grand fashion. <laughs> so you want, I want, Stephen, you want Stephen A to get the last laugh, huh? <laughs> yes, I want the Cowboys to lose in grand fashion in the Super Bowl 
do some dumb shit like they did against San Fran last last year and couldn't get the fucking call in and blew the timeout. I need that kind of grand fashion so I can see people like that crying and <laughs> <laughs> having bad. I need that kind of energy. So you always always move the kicker mixing nothing but extra field goals. <laughs> right. I guarantee you he won't miss not one <laughs> on Sunday night. Yeah, because he almost got cut that that game, but and I had him at my fantasy football. I was about to cut him off of that alone. Whoo! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, if anything, these games over this weekend should pre- should be pretty got darn interesting to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is our time, fellas. So let them know where they can find you at. Like a man, man, F Elon Musk. Damn it. Yeah, I said it. Got my Twitter account all jacked up. He 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 made it so that all third party uh Twitter apps are no longer no longer eligible to uh to receive tweets. So like I have to literally go through, I have to re-sign up through actual Twitter to get my tweets bastard. F you, Elon. I said it. I say it again. F you again. F you. Anyway, you can find me pissed off at Elon Musk somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and I, I can't even check my Twitter, so just tag them. I, I'll read it. <laughs> I ain't gonna play. I, 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 anyway, you can find, I was about to say something, but I digress. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am on Paul's Twitter Instagram, I am You can find me on the gram, Snapchat, and Twitter, um, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And just remember, guys, we're out there on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever you want to hear us at YouTube. Um, make sure you, if you miss it or you want to hear us again, make sure to get up on there and listen to our podcasts. We are there where you need to be. Um, and once again, as always, love, peace, and soul. Until next week. <laughs>